Good morning. Welcome to church. Thank you for joining the online service of SA Congregation here in the UK. It's my, it's my prayer that the Lord will work in your heart and your mind today to change the way you live, you think, the way you treat people, the way you make room for God in your life. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, almighty creator of heaven and earth, thank you that we may come in prayer. Thank you that we may come this morning and bring all praise and glory and honour to you. Because there's no one like you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we may share your word. That we may come this morning and give our hearts, come with open hearts and minds and give ourselves over to you again. With the expectation that you are here and you are working and you are talking with us and that's what hap and what's happening at this moment between you and each one of us is important to you lord jesus bless our scripture reading um, work in each one of our lives pray this in your holy name amen we are over the summer busy with the series out of daniel the story of daniel and his three friends that were migrants in Babylon and the way that the Lord has worked them and put them in places where they can make a difference in the life of people and in the life of the kings around them. Today's story is a story of Nebuchadnezzar's dream in Daniel chapter 4. Let's start reading Daniel chapter 4 verse 1. I'm reading from the message this morning. King Nebuchadnezzar to everyone everywhere. King Nebuchadnezzar is, is, is saying this. Every race, color and creed, peace and prosperity to all. It's my privilege to report to you the gracious miracles that the high God has done for me. His miracles are staggering. His wonders are surprising. His kingdom lasts and lasts. His sovereign rule goes on forever. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at home taking it easy in my palace without a care in the world. But as I was stretched out on my bed, I had a dream that scared me, a nightmare that shook me. I sent for all the wise men of Babylon so that they could interpret the dream for me. And eventually, as expected, Daniel came and told him exactly what the meaning of his dream was. Um, let's read about that. Um, in um, verse 20, um, Daniel 4 verse 20. At first, Daniel, who had been renamed Belshazzar in Babylon, was upset. The thoughts that came swarming into his mind terrified him. Belshazzar, the king said, stay calm. Don't let the dream and his interpretations scare you. My master, said Belshazzar, I wish this dream were about your enemies and its interpretation for your foes. The tree you saw that grew so large and sturdy, with its top touching the sky, visible from the four corners of the world, the tree with the luxuriant foliage and abundant fruit, enough for everyone, the tree under which animals took cover and in which birds built nests, you, a king, are that tree. You have grown great and strong. Your royal majesty reaches sky high and your sovereign rule stretches to the four corners of the world. 
But the part about the holy angel descending from heaven and proclaiming chop down the tree, destroy it, but leave stump and roots and ground, belt it to strap of iron and bronze and grassy meadow, let him be soaked with heaven's dew and take his meals with the grazing animals for seven seasons. This, O king, also refers to you. And then verse 34, after Daniel interpreted the dream, um, King Nebuchadnezzar didn't listen to Daniel. After the warning, he sounded Nebuchadnezzar just went on until the God until God took, uh, put a stop to to that and forced the change. And after a period of time, Nebuchadnezzar came back and said the following, verse thirty-four: At the end of the seven years, I, Nebuchadnezzar, looked to heaven. I was given my mind back, and I blessed the high God, thanking and glorifying God who lives forever. His sovereign rule lasts and lasts. His kingdom never declines and falls. Life on this earth doesn't add up to much, but God's heavenly army keeps everything going. No one can interrupt his work. No one can call his rule into question. At the same time that I was given back my mind, I was also given back my majesty and splendor, making my kingdom shine. All the leaders and important people came looking for me. I was re-established as king in my kingdom and became greater than ever. And that's why I'm saying, I, Nebuchadnezzar, singing and praising the king of heaven. Everything he does is right. And he does it the right way. He knows how to turn a proud person into a humble man or woman. We always, we are always in front of a choice. And that choice is what room are we giving to God in our lives? Is he just uh, the miracle worker up in heaven? The old grandpa that wishes, that grants my wishes? Is he the, the, the strict God that can't wait to, to put us in jail or to catch us out when we do wrong? Is that the picture you've got of God? Or is your God the Almighty Creator of heaven and the Saviour God. You want to change your life. The, the God that is all the good God that's always with you. What's your picture of God? What room are you giving God at this stage in your life? We, we, uh, we read about Nebuchadnezzar, his own, his own witness about his experience with God. When he said, I have seen God at work. In, in, in verse 2 he says, it's my privilege to report to you the gracious miracles that the high God has done for me. His miracles are staggering. His wonders are surprising. His kingdom lasts and lasts. His sovereign rule goes on forever. I have seen God at work. What has God been doing in your life? Have you seen him at work in your life? Can you re recount situations, experiences that you had with this God? Or is he still a God that's too far away, untouchable? In Daniel, we've got three big stories, first four chapters. First chapter two was a story of the huge 
of the dream um, Nebuchadnezzar had about this huge statue that was destroyed by the rock. In, in chapter 3, um, Nebuchadnezzar went and erected the big statue, asked people to pray down in front of it. And now we've got a dream about the big tree, almost, almost to prepare ourselves for something big that's about to happen. Something big is going on here. And also remember, it's a kind of strange story because we find in chapter 4, we find Nebuchadnezzar close to God, far away from God. We, 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 we find Nebuchadnezzar where, where he declares his, 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 um, his loyalty to God just in the next moment to be disloyal to, to, towards God. Um, but isn't that how our own relationship with the Lord works as well? Isn't there times when we know and experience His, his grace and His mercy and His love and His kindness and, and God at work in our lives? And then there are times when we don't want to listen to God or we just move Him away a little bit or we just don't care so much. That's true of our own lives, true of our own relationship with the Lord as well. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar had this dream about this big, beautiful tree that stretched all over the world that could have been seen from every four corner of the world that gave protection and 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 fed uh, birds and animals beautiful beautiful place and then the angel comes and says chop it down i had to chop down a tree the other day uh, the wind has blown it over and it was so sad to see this beautiful old walnut tree down on its knees and we had to chop branches off and we had to take the foliage and destroy it and at the end what was left was only a piece of the stump of the tree and it was so sad to see this beautiful tree that gave shade and character to the whole place going to the ruin. It was so sad to, to see this tree that was alive, to see how it slowly died. There's no more shade, no more protection. It wasn't beautiful anymore. Um, you've got two pictures there telling the story about this experience I had. And it's almost the same that the Lord told Nebuchadnezzar. He, he told him, I'm going to chop you down. I'm going to take this thing that was beautiful and spectacular and I'm going to break it down. Just remember that Nebuchadnezzar was a big, important king. He was the most important person of his lifetime in the Middle East. His kingdom was, was one of the most important kingdoms in those times. So, so to a certain extent, this whole king, kingdom was in the known world of that time. It covered everything. And, and it's not as if God was negative towards Nebuchadnezzar. It's not as if God didn't bless him. After everything happened, he blessed him again. Um, and the things that Nebuchadnezzar did and established was amazing. The story has been told that on every brick in Babylon, when they build, when they build new structures, his name was carved in the bricks. They found it as proof of that. Um, you know that the hanging 
gardens of Babylon was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Spectacular structures he created. Beautiful city he built. But something went wrong. Something wasn't right. What happened was that Nebuchadnezzar was confronted with the truth in his life. He must never be afraid to be confronted with the truth because that's the only way we can get free. We can grow. We can live in freedom. Listen to what Daniel tells him. Um, Daniel 4, chapter 27. Uh, chapter 4, verse uh, 27, Daniel says, This is the verdict on you, King Nebuchadnezzar. Your kingdom is taken from you. You will be driven out of human company and live with the wild animals. You will eat grass like an ox. The sentence is for seven seasons, enough time to learn that the high God rules human kingdoms and puts whoever he wishes in charge. So, King, take my advice. Make a clean break with your sins and start living for others. Quit your wicked life and look after the needs of the down and out. Then you will continue to have a good life. It doesn't help that you have built the best empire that's humanly possible. It's of no value. It's of no value to have built this beautiful, beautiful city. And to be so successful. Because it's not going to give you life. To live righteous. To have the right relationship with God. To look after the needs of people. To see people and their needs. And make a difference in their lives. That's important. That's what life's about. You can't live for you only for yourself. You can't. Someone once, once said that the person wrapped up in himself makes him very small parcel. Doesn't matter how important you are. Doesn't matter how important you think you are. Doesn't matter what you have reached in your life. If your relationship with the Lord is not working. If you allow sin in your life. If your relationship with people is not good and healthy. Then you're in trouble. And then your tree will be chopped down, Daniel says. Which means that you will never reach your full potential. You will start again. And you will become like an animal. Animal, you know, animals just live for survival. They live for the next meal just to survive, just to protect themselves and their young. So the influence you think you had is just going to be diminished. You know what? God's story with humans are so predictable. Because we always get another chance. Nebuchadnezzar gets a chance to look at the future, what's going to happen, what can happen with him if he doesn't live right. He's been warned and still don't do it. Isn't that so true about us as well? We know the future. We maybe don't know exactly what's going to happen, but we know what's good, the result's going to be of the wrong choices that we make. We know it's going to destroy our relationship with the Lord. We know it's going to destroy our relationship with people. 
we've been warned. Exactly the same like Nebuchadnezzar. Because the story goes on and tells that Nebuchadnezzar didn't change. And a year later, everything that was predicted happened. He became like an animal. He lost his kingdom. He lost everything. And then we're back to the predictable God. Because there's always a way back. Listen to Nebuchadnezzar's own words. At the end of seven years, I, Nebuchadnezzar, looked to heaven. I was given my mind back and I blessed the high God, thanking and glorifying God who lives forever. He is sovereign who lasts and lasts. His kingdom never declines and falls. Life on this earth doesn't add too much, but God's heavenly army keeps everything going. No one can interrupt his work. No one can call his rule into question. The same time that I was given back my mind, I was also given back my majesty and splendor, making my kingdom shine. All the leaders and important people came looking for me. I was re-established as king in my kingdom and became greater than ever. And that's what I'm singing. Singing and praising the King of Heaven. Everything He does is right. And He does it the right way. He knows how to turn a proud person into a humble man or woman. A stump was left. A tree trunk was left. Which always means that you've got a chance. Just if you want to come back on God's terms. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what happened. Doesn't matter what went wrong in your life. You can come back to God on His terms. Nebuchadnezzar had to make a choice. Am I going to stay proud about who I am and what I achieved? Or am I going to humble myself and acknowledge God for who He is? And that's our choice as well. Am I going to live my own life in my own way, making my, up my own mind, making my own choices, live for what I want and what I think important? Or am I going to listen to God in His Word and make that the source of life in my own life? Is that what I'm going to do? Because that's a choice. The Greek word for metanoia is change your mind, change the way you think. Change the way that you know. Same word for repentance. And that's what Nebuchadnezzar did. He acknowledged that he was too proud. That he's nothing before God. That he's not so, so unmissable as he thought he was. Nebuchadnezzar had to acknowledge that his life is in God's hands. And everything he has is a gift from God. Everything we have is a gift of God. Nothing we can do in our own power. There's nothing we can, we can establish. There's nothing we can create in our own power. And we've got to come to a point where we can heed the warning that we can be chopped down through the wrong choices we make, but that we can come back, that we can repent about things in our life that's wrong to start good to grow again. God gives us opportunities. 
gives us gifts. Um, there's people out there with amazing abilities. Some of you that's watching today has reached amazing heights in your personal life. It's amazing the opportunities we've got, the gifts we had from God's hand. But don't only live for your plans and your dreams. This Lord is busy working in your heart, in your mind. Allow him to shape it. And don't, don't continue to live only for yourself. There's people around you that need your help, support, your prayers. That need you to just recognize them, see them for who they are. And if there's sin that you are stubbornly continuing with, stop it. Because the consequences of that is that you're going to be chopped down. Going to live like an animal. Far away from God. Our potential is much bigger and much more than a tree trunk. And to try to survive just as animals. It's much more than that. I had to chop down a tree in the holidays. And I sincerely hope that it will start to grow again. Maybe it will never reach the same splendor. But that there is growth. And it's my prayer for you that if you've been chopped down, that you will experience how faithful God is, that you will start growing again. And if you're at a point in your life that you haven't been chopped down, heed the warning. Give God the place that he, that's, that's his. Look out for people. Stop sinning. Stop living just for yourself. And always remember that the God we serve is God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. God is with us right now. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this scripture. You are the creator God. The God that created heaven and earth. The almighty God. The God that's looking out for each one of us. Do we want to, to heed the warning, Lord Jesus? To give you the, the right place in our lives, to change our hearts and minds, our thoughts, our lives, our relationships, everything we do, Lord Jesus, we want to, to bring it under your rule, your reign. Open up our hearts and our minds. Not only for you and your love and your word, but also for people to make a difference in their lives as well. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. We've got the opportunity to give our offerings just as a way to give the Lord the rightful place in our lives as well. You've got all the information down below. Thank you for listening. It's my prayer that the Lord will bless you in this holiday time. That summer will not only be a time of rest and a time of recuperation, but also a time of, of uh, repairing your relationship with the Lord, giving him the righteous, the, the, the rightful place that is 
in your life. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he shine his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.